everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast, where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and obviously, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. How many cups of coffee have you had today? I've had one cup, but I've had half of this athletic greens, and I'm You need to get off of it, because yeah, it's the, <laughs> I've never heard I you at like such a loud decibel. Devil. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the <laughs> No, I feel like the Tasmanian devil. Like you sounded I'm like ready. That time when we I... were with our homeboy at that bar. Oh my god, our <laughs> king. Um, no, I feel good. Good. Well, I'm glad you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, you recorded hot off the mess with me last night. That was super. Last night, five fifteen. <laughs> that was. Then I watched The Family Stone and sobbed uncontrollably. I told you not to do that because we were already in a dark place. Well, I just now have a we wonderful... We air, Chris, because we were crying. I, it's a wonderful new holiday tradition with my dear friend Bree. We're going to watch it every year together. I might be in Grand Rapids next year so we can watch it in person. But if not, we're just going to get on the horn and start texting. Well, I, if you do come to Grand Rapids, I'll come to Grand Rapids. And we can hang out for like a day. Tough to invite yourself to something. No, my friend lives there. I can just go to my friend's house. Oh, okay. It was like tough to (laughs) invite yourself to something you're not invited to. Yeah, I've never met (laughs) Brie. To invite yourself to her home is... to insert myself to her. her, The place she calls her sacred palace is tough. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) But no, I love the Family Stone so much. Are we going to try to do that special episode? We absolutely For a bonus. For the holidays. Kind of Christmas week. Yeah, I think. When is this coming out? God, probably Valentine's Day. (laughs) When is this coming out? No, it's this is coming out next Wednesday, the twenty first. So maybe we should record it, and it can come out like the twenty sixth. Let's record a special little Christmas. The twenty fifth is Christmas. No, we should do one where it comes out on the twenty third. I, I look. You're giving. You're asking a lot of us because that would be we would need to record two next week. We'll see what we can do, Go guys. <laughs> well, and that also that also puts Cam. You know, he's got to do a tight turnaround. <laughs> well, actually, I could record on Monday the nineteenth on my birthday because I'm not working. We got to cut all this out. People don't care. <laughs> that's true. This is just basic. This is not just talking. No, don't cut it out, <laughs> guys. That's how this podcast happens. You know, at the end of the day, it's just pulling calendars out. It's cows. It's. I'm just trying to get to what what, but we want to get you guys a family stone episode, but absolutely, we just might not have the time. But we'll, we're we'll really gonna we're gonna to. try. We're gonna try. We're gonna try to get it to you before Christmas, Christmas. is over. Okay, <laughs> okay. This is gonna be like you know we're celebrating President's Day after the fourth Thursday or whatever the fuck that is. You know how that one moves around? No, I don't celebrate President's Day. And no, nor should we with Trump and his goddamn cards. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta, we can't even get into we it. We can't get into that. Let's just get yeah. into the girls. Well, yeah, because there isn't much going on in the Sex and the City cinematic universe with the exception of one thing. The And just like that costume Instagram is it really giving one lady her shine. And it's Miss Seema, Sarita. Mm-hmm. To see her, she's running the streets. She's got multiple, like, loungy, beautiful, like, clothes on. I'm just so excited for her, just like that. Although I do worry, like, with HBO Max. Like, are we just going to get a notice in, like, three weeks? Like, sorry, we're not doing it. No, I know. HBO Max, I don't know what. They're bankrupt, I think. <laughs> like, I'm like, is HBO Max going to exist no, and in I, 2023? And I don't get 
why? Because it's a paid subscription. And also they put out great content that everyone in America slash world is watching. So I don't understand like how they're not budgeting correctly. I don't Ugh. understand. Yeah, it seems the business model just simply make, are they, I don't want to say they might be paying people too much because maybe it is simply their content is too expensive. To like produce and stuff. Like trying to make, like you really do want to find a balance between like a sex lies at college girls, which I'm sure costs like $5. I don't think so. They are not paying anybody well over there, I bet. Not like top dollar. No, I'm talking production value is probably a oh, lot. No, I think the production value is good, but I'm just saying it doesn't, that is not a show that's breaking the bank. But oh, I think, and just like that, it's House of Dragons. Them, House of Dragons is costing them a ton. And just like that, they're not, I don't think those three ladies showed up for anything less than probably 10 million. Oh, absolutely not. So it's just like. And honestly, they shouldn't. I don't want them working for less than 40. Uh, uh, absolutely. So. Come on for free. <laughs> John Corbett can just walk out like that. I don't give a fuck. He can get, he can get a two, fucking frozen yogurt punch card. He can get a, two McNuggets and a fucking Sour Patch Kid and be happy. Yeah. Oh, God. That motherfucker. He's back, baby. He's coming back, Um, especially in this episode that we're going to talk He's, about. Yeah, we're really getting it on both ends from him. Mm, we sure are. We'll talk about whether or not I like that later on. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, guys, let's get into it. This is season four, episode six, Baby Talk is Cheap. We'll start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie finds a new way of communicating with Aiden. Charlotte and Trey ponder having kids. Miranda expands her sexual menu. Mm -hmm. And Samantha's basically just out here leading with her nips. Leading with her nips. As she should. Should she? I think it's one of the funniest. It just shows Kim Cattrall's like comedy queen era. Like she is like when she's just like throws them out like this. I cry laughing every time. I mean, we'll get into it, but I don't. I mean, they know. don't have her doing much. Yeah, no. This is an episode that basically focuses right on like communication styles and relationships. Yeah. I think that works in some places. Not so much in others. Yeah. But um, let's hear the monologue and just start breaking this the fuck down. The next day, I worked on a little piece I was calling 36 hours and still no response from Aiden. The Indians had to wait up to six months for a response. It took me six months to get the message that I wanted to be with Aiden. And now I couldn't wait another minute. Are all these improvements in communication really helping us communicate? In matters of love, do actions really speak louder than words? So two things, or multiple things. Has it really only been six months since Charlotte's wedding? It feels like years. It feels like they've at least, they should at least be married a year. Or at least she's saying, they've been separated, I feel like. Or maybe she's saying it's been six months since she started to think about Aiden in a more serious manner. I would hope that that's it. Um... Then the other thing, I just, oh boy. For her to say it's been, it took me six months to get the message I missed Aiden. What message? It's your own thoughts, girl. Right. And Carrie is, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, but I don't have the right words. Um, You never do. I never. (laughs) Not once. (laughs) 
um is the thing about Carrie and that thing that bo- that bugs me a lot about her is that she's someone that like just strictly thinks her feelings are the most important all the time and if she feels sad she's like all right then I miss him so much and that means we have to get back together it's like no like you could just be sad like it's okay this is a fleeting feeling I know but that's what makes her such and I'm calling myself out I used to be crazy like that the most relatable character on television (laughs) (laughs) I know but like come on (sighs) look she's not she's not well or right but I no, do think this she episode, is, she's out of her fucking mind. I do think she is really relatable. Yeah. The one thing I did want to say about this whole idea of communication and things, I think that this would be such a more interesting storyline on it just like that. Now that we have so many different ways to communicate, like the idea of like, we're going to take on communication in this episode. And it's like, Carrie's going to send an email. Miranda's going to AIM. It's like, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> let's know. get to like, them. This is like, about technology, it sounds like. Yeah, but also it's just like emailing isn't that complicated. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just, was in 1999. I know, but I'm just like, look, if you think you're down bad in 1999, Carrie, and by the way, you always say this show takes place in 1999. That would have been season one. <laughs> we are now in season four. No, I think we are... season one came out in like 1994. No, it didn't. It came out in, it came out in late 98, September. And Yes. Do you, have you not heard the trailer for our podcast in which we say <laughs> like... It's bound now, you know, I like jazzy little music. It's yeah, our porn music. The sex in the city. Yeah. Um, yeah, that goes to show how much thought we put into this podcast. Um, yeah. No, so the show started in 98. We're firmly in 2002. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah, I would probably 2001, 2002. And this bitch is confused about email? No, we're in, so we're in 2001, right? Because 9-11 is going to happen at the end of this season. Not within the context of the show, right. but, but the they, finale yeah. is dedicated to 9-11. Right. So they're filming this in 2000, 2001. Wow, okay. Um, so, and email is still confusing. But Carrie I also didn't even know her own phone number, and, and just like that. Well, appears. neither did Big. Right. <laughs> so he's carried it around in his own pocket. I don't know how he became such a, um, a maven of... A maven? Um, what's the word? How he a became tycoon? so successful? A tycoon. <laughs> and um, I mean, was, he a Mary Kay sales- was he a Mary Kay salesman? <laughs> that pink Cadillac. <laughs> a maven. So okay. No, what I just think is like if emails got you down bad and aiming, don't try to date. I would like this as a topic revisited in tw- in and just like that, and see Carrie try to date. Like we saw her on the apps, bitch. Wait till you get blocked on an app mm. mid conversation. Wait till you <laughs> like are trying to DM a, DM someone, but you're stuck over in that little section. Right. Wait till you're post to like now that I've learned that people do this. Like whenever I see somebody now posting selfies of themselves on stories, I'm like, oh, they're trying to get somebody. They're catfishing trying well, hold on. Catfishing is not that. They're fishing. They're not catfishing. Fishing. But they kind of touched on this in um the first movie. Like she didn't know how like email worked again. She was like, I don't know. Okay, those... but see we just saw her emailing. So are we to believe that in two thousand What is the truth? Like well she then she had to hire that ghost Louise. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget that Louise from St. Louis is a Christmas ghost. Is it's a Christmas ghost. She just doesn't talk to anyone else but Carrie. 
Yeah, and she gets that ugly purse. Oh boy. All right, let's try to get more into this episode. Yeah, please, let's do it. Stop talking about tech. Start talking women in tech. Women in tech. tech. STEM. None of them are. N- not a one. <laughs> okay. Let's start with old Sam Jones in one of her most inconsequential storylines. I was really hoping, and maybe this was on me, that we were going to blast right out of Maria and right into Richard. I thought the same. And I so, did. So when this episode started and I saw her pull those nipples out, I was like, oh, I know what's coming. <laughs> are nipples still is- in? Yes. Because they made it seem like nipples were invented. So (laughs) nipples, I think, became a thing in this time period. Well, they were definitely a thing in the... Well, you're watching Friends for the first time, Exactly. Rachel's nips are always out. Okay, so that is a show that actually did start in 1994. Are you aware of that? I got the two mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the nipple thing now is like... No girl, I don't really see a lot of women wearing bras anymore, but it's not a sense really? of like women just don't wear bras anymore. That's yeah, I great. feel, yeah, like a lot of women are not wearing bras or they're just wearing like very thin, like bralettes. Oh, a bralette, uh, a bralette, <laughs> and, and but the nipple like isn't a big deal, it's like not like a sexy thing. I don't think I'm not anymore. seeing enough nipples, but maybe I'm just not looking, which sounds like me. Yeah, I don't think you would look. If my nipples were... Remember when I had those really weird nipple covers on when you came to visit? And I was like, do my nipples look weird? And you and Paige were both like, yeah, the, your nipple covers look crazy. <laughs> yes, I do. They were like, crinkly. <laughs> I hadn't noticed it until you said it. And then I was like, what the fuck? Take them off now. Can't even look at them. It's making me sick. <laughs> they were like so... Two wonky eyes my just nipples. staring at me. One was like cattywampus. My nipple covers were so crazy. <laughs> it was like, bitch, just just show your nips. Like, <laughs> we might out. as well. It was crazy. Anyway. So Samantha's into nips. She's got these mm. in her purse, ready and raring to go. I don't get the logistics of how they stick. Well, it seems like you lick them. Oh, And right. then put them and on. Like she, Because she licked them and then put them on Miranda, right? <clears throat> yeah. But like... <laughs> I'm just thinking of my own. It seems own. like it would be difficult. I feel like I wouldn't want to take them off. Like, I feel like I'd want to shower and just have them fall off. <laughs> Rather than, like, peel them off, like, Ooh. suction off. <laughs> I don't want to hear that, like, noise when you pop them off. And that's the level of discourse you guys are going to get this episode. That's the level you're going to get. So we Because this episode is, like... Unhinged. Unhinged everybody. <laughs> Oh, my God. So then we meet. I feel like that wraps up Sam. No, we got to talk about Warren Dreyfus. <gasps> oh, the baby talk. Okay. W- what did you think of Warren when you first saw him? Did you think he was cute? Handsome. Like, he looked like a conventionally handsome guy. He looked like um that guy from Arrested Development. I've never seen that. Jason Bateman? No, the other one. He, he, ben something or other. <laughs> Will Arnett. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you didn't think he looked like Will Arnett? Not really, no. Guys, I just right. thought he was like a conventionally handsome guy. Oh, I, I thought he was cute. I really liked later when he came out in his little tidy white is and was like, I'm getting out of here. He <laughs> was sick. But let's hear his um his baby talk. Okay. I want to hear it. Okay. 
As a lover, Warren was fantastic. But as a communication strategist, he made one major mistake. Does your China Wino want a widow visit from my Mr. Mr.? say that no it's fucking foul <laughs> i appreciate that he calls it his mr wista and not like his dicky wicky or his... you would rather him call it his mr wista his mr wista than his dick <laughs> cocky talky or <laughs> oh my god <laughs> or his penis weenus i just made it oh my god this man is so fucking foul i Vagina have this whiner. ever happened to you no, but I'm not sure baby talk is a thing in the gay community. It's happened to my friend. And because, right, she was sick. Because there's also, like, I mean, right, there's baby talk in the bedroom, but then there's the whole, like, Paris Hilton baby voice thing that he, or even the woman from Love is Blind season one, putting on this kind of childish young voice is an idea that that turns men on. Oh, I hate that. That's but, really dark. But right, like that's the whole thing that Paris Hilton actually doesn't sound like that. Right. So, and that spawned this generation of a certain, there's a whole 30 Rock episode about it, like baby talk. So I just think that's far more, I don't see that. I don't know if a man ever, I've never had that encountered. In what that. if he called it your, what if he called yours the Mr. Wista? It would be immediate Azkaban, under Azkaban, <laughs> get the fuck out out the window I, I but I, I just genuinely I do. don't think that that's something but I'll do my research but I've taken a pretty wide swath of lovers and yeah never heard you've it. gotten different like I've done my market research in terms right. of sex with men and yeah, yeah no that's never heard not, it. not okay it's not okay and then so you know to close out this stupid storyline yeah samantha's like look these are my tits don't call them my titty witties no i died when she's like these aren't my titty witties they're my breasts breasts." (laughs) (laughs) it's just the way that she says it is so funny she also lowers into i feel like the deepest part of her register these are my breasts yeah, she got very Erica Jane. You don't have like, to say anything about them. It's fine. <laughs> it's so good. But then she's like, I was closey wosey. <laughs> and then he comes out looking hot and was like, I'm not, I'm getting out of here. He was furious. I would be too. And again, this is what we've talked about on this show. I mean, Miranda did it, I think, back in season one or two mm-hmm. with the guy who she spanked. There is a certain point. Remember, she spanked that guy? He was like, look, sweetie, what? Yeah. (laughs) People just don't want their sexual... Like, if someone... That's just my advice to you. Uh If someone is displaying a behavior in the bedroom that you find unsexy, just don't sleep with them a second time. There's no reason to tell them. There's no reason to tell them. Unless it's it's a long-term partnership, and then you really are like, hey... (sighs) But then it's like, maybe you need to work on that. So what's the advice? I don't know. <laughs> no, my advice you're is... Like, you're like, don't sleep with them again. Don't bring it up. But if it's your long-term partner... Yes, no. My advice is, is that if you're casually sleeping with someone and they are just doing baby talk or want you to slap them and you are... that's not your thing. And you're not into get it. Out of there. Don't right. bring it up. Just like finish and get out and don't call them again. Yeah. If it is your long-term partner... Maybe say, well, look, wouldn't, for, wouldn't every three, for every three times we do baby talk, 
I need five times without it. Because then compromise, I guess. I just think if you're doing, like, if you're in a long-term relationship, them doing that shit probably came out in the beginning. I know, but if then you have to tell them, though, that you, but you need to give them a little of what they want, don't you? That's the nature of partnership. I know, but like if, but you're giving me conflicting advice. No, I'm saying that if you choose to be with someone, like there are people who I think want, they, oh, I've definitely dated people. And then once you're like, I love yous have come out or more companionship, then the freaky shit comes out. That's so true. So Warren is just the kind of man who he's put it out there first time. But a lot of motherfuckers are going to wait until you're like committed, you're in. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, can I pee on you? And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Has that happened to you? No, that was just like something from this episode. Right, right, right. But as I said, I would be open to that. Peeing on someone. Okay. In a bathtub. Chris, we don't. Please don't double down on this. (laughs) In a On a public forum. In a controlled setting. What I don't co-workers think workers that listen to this podcast, do you not? I would say this at work. Oh my god. I just don't think that is the worst sexual proclivity. Oh, not the worst. No. I'm like, I'm willing to do it. Now if the the part is it is like, I'm not gonna pee on you. I'm not no, you're not gonna pee on me. And I'm not doing it anywhere that the cleanup isn't taken care of by a drain. Okay. And that's compromise. Hmm. So maybe she needed to I would have never thought of you as the king of compromise. I'm not, which is why I'm single. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. Okay. I understand when I choose to be in a relationship, you gotta do it. Right. You gotta compromise. I just don't want to, hence why I'm like, sorry, dudes. Yeah. Sorry. Let's get into another um nothing storyline. <laughs> Miranda. Oh my god. Chris. <laughs> Chris. So let's uh, we meet Marathon Man, who I thought was gorgeous. A short what? king. I was not attracted to him at all. And you know what? There was one point in which he there <clears throat> when they're first when they first meet, and he mm. kind of looks at her in a kind of almost lecherous way. And I thought, like, God, what it must be to be like a woman. Like, this is disgusting. Like, I just thought, like, the way he kind of, he looked her, and I thought, oh, this is how men look at women yeah. sometimes. I would mm-hmm. be so disgusted. Yeah, we but are. She, but she seemed kind of like, all right, well, maybe he likes me. <laughs> I think Miranda is just in a dark place right now. Yeah, why is she even running this marathon? She does these, like, weird, she's, like, very athletic. We but then she isn't. No, that's what I mean. Like, it's weird. It's like weird because she's it's eating poorly cake out of the garbage can. The next minute, she's she's a woman of many. But then um, she couldn't ride that bull. She did ride the bull. No, but remember, she fell off after her top popped open, and all those men were like, "Ooh, a bra." She fell. Didn't she? No, she took her sexy power back. Oh, she I thought ripped she her fell shirt off. off, and she was. No, she never fell off. Must be thinking of another uh, sitcom. <laughs> Will and Grace. So then after their run, they go up Mm -hmm. and um, no, look, as a lazy person, I've never once in my entire life been sweaty. So Mm -hmm. like he he was like, you taste great. (laughs) She probably tasted salty. But she was like, oh, she's like, I'm sweaty. I would just Mm -hmm. never allow anyone to be near me if I was sweaty. Like I feel so gross when I'm sweaty. Like that's the last thing I'd want to do is like, let's Mm -hmm. let's have sex. I know. Then um, he eats her ass. 
which which uh, she hasn't showered. <laughs> and he I mean, there are so many, there are so many questions I have about that. What are they? Now let's um hear about the unfortunate phrase they used to um explain this. Oh, okay. Did he live up to his nickname? Yeah, it was good, except he kind of licked my butt. Be specific. You mean the cheeks or it was more localized than that. Wait a minute. Are we are we talking Tukus Lingus? I'm afraid so. And I thought it was weird. It's weird, right? I mean, are we doing this now? Well, if the guy's willing, why not? Anyone other than Samantha? No, no, no. I never had a guy do the TL on me, new. Well, actually, no, one time it almost happened, but I got the feeling he just lost his way. Well, Trey likes to do it. We're married. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely in the slow sexual group, if even Charlotte is open to this. There's something happening with men in the ass. It's true. The last few guys I've been with have been much more eager to attend to it, you know, digitally. How did this happen? How did they get the message that the ass is now on the menu? I bet there's one loudmouth guy who found some woman who loved it and told everybody, women love this. Who is this guy? Who's the woman who loved it? Ah, don't knock it until you try it. Bingo. Maybe I shouldn't have pulled away so fast. Was this my last shot, you think? Am I out of the ass loop forever? I mean, I can't bring myself to ask for it. You don't have to ask for it. Just lean into it. No words necessary. You'll get the signal. But then... Do I have to reciprocate? No, I would never do it back to them. Neither would I. <laughs> Me neither. You wouldn't? <laughs> that part where Charlotte goes, yeah, we're married. I was dying. And I love the you wouldn't as the beat to the end. Right. Implying Charlotte's eating ass. And um, I feel like this is not the first time eating ass has come up on this podcast. Did this, did they already well, talk I thought about there was a finger one? in the ass. Finger. Because the orthodont or the um the orthodontist. Not the orthodont. Oh, never mind, never mind. He was just um sloppy mouth. The optometrist, the cute optometrist. I just feel like we talked about this in early season. I one, feel like we have too. But, but I think maybe was that was just a maybe that was just a rogue comment on our part. Maybe. <laughs> maybe we're thinking of this episode. But I just hate about it. The, there are many reasons that Carrie would drive me insane as a friend. She's inconsiderate. She's um, dramatic, selfish. Self-centered. But if I told her that a man licked my asshole and she looked at me and said, took his lingus, I would literally... Remember when some Charlotte got up and left because Samantha said she... I would have looked I was took, a, took his lingus is what I would have been like, that's enough for me. Well, that's enough for me. And then when she called it TL, oh, I'm like, can we just call up. it ass eating? Like, 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 shut the fuck up. I know she's draining and exhausting, and I am I'm Carrie. Look at you! It's like yeah. she's so annoying. Yeah, but I love when Samantha was like hard. She draws a hard line. She's like, "We're not doing it back." I know, but I find that to be selfish. Mm, no, I think it's a boundary. I don't think if you want, I would never. If you want it out, if then I, you know what? The no ass eating for you. I don't want that. Exactly. So good. That's that how like it literally be. sounds like my worst nightmare been good like the thought of it like makes my fingers like my palms are sweaty why of everything that we do we should also be concerned about we p- let people like putting 
parts of other people's bodies in each other. about this. (laughs) Sex is disgusting. Yeah, it's really upsetting. All of it. You shouldn't do it. I caution everyone that if you're ever feeling really like horny and you're single, simply think about what the act of sex entails. And to Mm. me, that usually is enough to be like, all right, I'm good. Right. It's like, Like, do I really want to work that hard to do that? Mm, Yeah. No. It's a lot. It's upsetting. Um, But he throws his ass back in her face. Now, that to me was the hot comedy highlight of this episode. It was so funny. No, this role is really a nothing role. And again, much like Mr. Pussy, did they like how they cast this man? Did they just had to get a big ass? Did they just come in and say, Ben, turn around and squat? Mm -hmm. Because, I think that that's what happened, honestly. Because uh, the way he was wiggling his, the way he was presenting his little ass like a baboon <laughs> was making was. me laugh. And then when he, she was like, I don't want to do that. And he was like, okay, then don't talk into my ass. I was like, sir. This is the problem though with, with Miranda. She's like, if you want somebody to eat your ass, and by the way, this man did it twice. She should at least try. I don't. I don't know. I'm just not here for Miranda, and I'm a firm believer in sexual equity. I also think you have to keep in mind how straight men are. Okay, you are right. I don't think his. Okay, but I think this man is probably keeping his ass pretty clean. (laughs) But in but in general, the the way he was sliding that thing up, he looked. It looked like the WAP video. It's true. But in general, no, I would never. I mean, I don't know how the, I don't, I don't know how this came up. But I was talking to a, a friend, mm. and somehow it came up, and he said something, and I was like, "Wait, so I just genuinely don't think your ass is clean." <laughs> and he was like, "Tell me off, off, off air." Mic. Yeah, okay. that's an off mic conversation, okay. unfortunately. But it just. Okay. But I was so you are right there that just I think on the whole straight men are not keeping that area as clean as it should be. I know that to be true, Steve, most likely. Hello, shit stains. Well, speaking of Steve, oh my god, the stank that would come from Aiden's pain. <laughs> that musky wood smell. He's sandalwood. <laughs> Patchouli, like just disgusting. Oh, light and incense under there. Oh, <laughs> Well, speaking of shit stains, let's... What are we talking about? (laughs) Who knows? I don't know what... shit stains. That's what the show has given us this week. Oh, my God. But we also get a little bit of a Steve and Miranda update. um, And we find out that they kissed after their awkward foursome. And I just think it's nice layering that it seems like Jessica's gone now. Gone. Found out in a ditch. Because, because, well, actually, well, that's upsetting. Because I was going to say, because for all of Steve's foibles, I don't know that he's a cheater. Ain't he? <laughs> Sorry, Jessica. Yeah. Um, But I think it's nice layering that they're still kind of circling one another mm-hmm. and in a lead into um, them eventually sleeping together and giving birth to the world's worst child. <laughs> Brady Hops. That. You Ride know. me, cowboy. That aquarium. That, that stinky ass fish tank. <laughs> that room. Just condoms running amok. 
every which way, like a landmine. Was that woman who lost a leg to a landmine? She dated Paul McCartney. Was that Stella McCartney? Does she have one leg? <laughs> Stella McCartney's his daughter. <laughs> You're thinking of the woman who was on Dancing with the Stars. And she lost her leg in like Cambodia through a yes. landmine and dated Paul McCartney. Yes. I don't know her name, but I know her. Yeah. That's a strange uh, offshoot. <laughs> let's get into um let's get into Charlie who mm. Oh, another um this one was tough for me. So they're renovating the apartment, and first and foremost, I think the wallpaper she chose in the dining room was gorgeous. It's this. She has great taste. Creamy white with green polka dots. I thought just that apartment, she's really turning it into her own and pushing Trey out of there. Thank Mm. God. Yeah, the mallards. Gone. The. So they're in the study, and they have this really cute moment where they're trying to both figure out what do we want to do with this room? Should it be a bathroom or a baby room? And we get really what is the beginning of the end for these two, which is what was making me really sad. It's just like, oh, this is... This is it. We're coming up on the end. This is the downslide of this entire relationship. The cardboard baby is upon us. And then I really loved when they're once again shopping for the rest. Charlotte, never not at at Bergdorf Goodman's, Macy's. I know. This seems to be her beat. Yeah. I mean, like she's her, had nothing else to do. But no it's like fun. they built the set and they were like, Charlotte will be in that set. Every, although it's not a set. I'm sure they're at the real store. But it's like, can she go somewhere else? No. She was just there last episode. She's been there a lot. Um, But I love how supportive in their own way the girls are when she tells mm. them. So yeah. let's hear that and then go on. It, maybe it's a wee bit small. Oh, you guys. Trey and I are trying to have a baby. Why? Don't you think that maybe you should wait a while? I mean, you guys just got back together. I can't wait. I'm the oldest woman I know who doesn't have a baby. The oldest married woman who who wants one, you know what I mean? Sweetie, if that's what you want, I'm very happy for you. Thanks. You're welcome. And I promise I won't become one of those mothers who can only talk about diaper genies. Good. Oh, look over here. What the hell's a diaper genie? I don't know. Someone you hire to change a kid's diaper? Huh. Mm. I love the fact that they're supportive and telling her, like, well, you know, we'll be there, but do you really think you want this? And then they just kind of get on board. Mm-hmm. But clearly don't want anything to do with being a, a diaper genie. And I feel like that joke is going to come back in her in the Miranda baby shower episode. I feel like there's something about a diaper genie or a bunch of diapers. Yeah, she doesn't want any of that. Yeah. But then they show up with like a big ass diaper cake or something. Yeah. 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 The clown. Or no, yeah. that's Brady's birthday. No, that's Brady's birthday. There's nothing scarier than a clown. Yeah. <laughs> Which Sarah Jessica Parker has to say like 19 times. <laughs> Greatest actress of our generation because of some of the schlock they've handed her. And she turns it out. Turns it out. Mm-hmm. But then they run into this woman. And oh. my least favorite character in this episode, mm. Mary, Marie Catherine or whatever the fuck that little girl's name was, <laughs> that child of the corn. <gasps> Pleased to meet you. If a what? child said that to me, I like, would be like, Ew. Okay? I would be like, blink twice if your mother is torturing you. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, is everything good? Everything okay, baby girl? <laughs> 
So she invites this couple over and they come over with, and again, and I know we've talked, I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. There is just something so crazy to me about like what 34 looked like then versus if you were making a show about a 34 year old like person now. She was like, I cannot believe I have three kids over uh, under, I'm three, I have three kids and I'm under 34. I'd be like, girl, what? I know. I'd be like, why? (laughs) You okay? Yeah. Did you not know know about birth control? (laughs) Yeah, it's very, very different. So it just, and also just how adult they all seem. Like, it's just like the world wouldn't, and there is something I feel like, and just like that has almost course corrected it because, right, I feel like the younger people they interact with on that show, Mm -hmm. like Lisette, even the um, other comedian who's on the podcast, Bobby. Oh, yeah. To me, seems like a third year old of like now, like when we cut to their apartment, it looks just like a ramshack home. It's like, that's where I live. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So this, so this, this whole dinner party, if you think of it, like, is a bunch of people in their thirties. Like that ain't what any dinner party I've been to. Like it just looks, no. it looks like a party and, for sixty-year-olds. And also, like inviting your a kids. friend over who has three kids to see if like you can handle that is like odd. That's it's not also, how that works. It's also batched in saying, "Look, I have friends with kids now. I love them." If I invited them all over, I wouldn't have the kids sit at the dinner table with us. Right. We eat dinner at missteps. We'd eat dinner at like um the the like kitchen t- like the kitchen island while the kids mm-hmm. ran amok. Like, right. And through and we threw chicken. We're having like a full on sit down dinner. And this guy, this husband. Oh my god! The way these two are talking to each other is so triggering and so I accurate. I know. Don't, don't talk to me like you talk to the children. <laughs> I know. And then Trey's like, how many does he get? And he's like, 42. 42. Yeah. I'm like, and then we've we get... all been around that couple that does talk to each other like that. And who use kind of that third person voice like mommy doesn't like that, does she, Sarah? It's like, can, can mommy take a goddamn pill? Yeah. <laughs> so scared. No, honestly, this couple scared me. <laughs> But I don't think they'd scare me into, like, not having kids. I would be more of just, like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to be like them. The but kids the prob- are kids. But the problem is, right. So I also, before we move into that, and I do want to talk about that, there's a small moment where it, it reminds me so much of one of my least favorite Sex in the City cinematic universe moments where the little boy shows his shoes and there's this whole, like... Oh, the, the little red slippers? Yeah, his, like, Dorothy shoes. Mm-hmm. And the little bitch girl is like, they used to be mine. I'm like, you shut the fuck up. No one was talking to you. <laughs> and then... hurting herself. Uh, she's such an asshole, that little girl. Mary Christine <laughs> or whatever her name was. Mary Claudette. Claudette. <laughs> Hate that girl. And then... So, and then there's like this kind of homophobia dripping from the dad and kind yeah. of Trey, like, nice shoes, Hank, which always reminds me of my least favorite moment in the first movie when Carrie's a hiring assistant and the man has pink, has like, heels. stilettos on. And she's like, oh, well, this makes him completely incapable of working for me. Yeah. It's like, why is this show mostly watched by gay men? It's written by a gay man. I have this weird homophobia in it. Like, cut it out. 
I know it's weird. Unnecessary. I I don't like it. I don't either. Do what you were saying earlier. I think one of the things that I find difficult about this storyline, but I think is very true, particularly to Charlotte, is is that she is still in her idealized version of what motherhood should look like. Mm-hmm. She's very interested in the kind of motherhood that looked like Marie Bernadette, saying like, "Pleased to meet you." Oh yeah. Not the reality of like you're gonna have kids screaming screaming as luke says kids are always sticky luke Branson? no <laughs> no no luke from gilmar girls he's oh, like luke kids always have jam on their hands like, like kids are just they're messes and they're also like a lot of work and they're emotional and like that when the honestly i have been with my friends kids and they've behaved a lot worse than this Kids are a lot. And by the way, I shouldn't say behave worse, but just like because behavior is neither good nor bad. It is just like what it is. They have emotions. They do not know how to regulate them. Usually when I see my kids, friends, my friends, kids freaking out, I'm like, that is exactly what I'm trying to get back to. That kind of raw nerve. But Mm -hmm. society has like told me to tamp it down. You don't think I want to run around this house and scream at everyone. (laughs) Just like spit in someone's face. I (laughs) And honestly, these kids are pretty well-behaved considering your parents are... Considering they're being forced to sit in this stupid room. Right. (laughs) Like, they don't want to sit there. I also have to say Charlotte's wine glasses were quite ugly. Um, Go back and look at them. Do you think she picked those? Yeah. Okay. They were hideous. But it so but I want but so Charlotte's in still her idealized version of motherhood. And And being a wife. But sadly, I think that's going to carry through right through and just like that. So I think there's this character consistency, which I think is great. But I think a lot of that trouble is still what she's dealing with, with Rock's transition. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the kid's name, right? Yeah. Their new name, Rock. Yeah, Rock. Um, and so she just can't quite get rid of that side of herself and those preconceived notions. And I love it writing wise. But I was like, wow, here it all is laid bare. Mm-hmm. And of course, we get the um, Trey giving her the silver Tiffany's rattle that has an inscription, by the way, that's very similar to like the plot of the second movie where it's like you and me, just us two or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that Big gives her. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like you, we were, I was one, then two, then we were us or whatever the fuck the rattle said. (laughs) Quite an acrostic poem Trey put on there. (laughs) No, it was a sweet, it's a sweet rattle. It is. And of course, right, that's a nice kind of opening moment to this gift that will then relate to the gift he's going to give her later, the cardboard baby, but also that she'll see it um, at Miranda's baby shower and also have a breakdown. Um, And one thing I wanted to talk about also that I have written here is it is interesting to me that we never get to see Miranda and Charlotte bond as mothers. Not usually. No, I don't think ever. The only time we get close to it is when they're in Abu Dhabi and they're drinking, talking about how hard motherhood is. But it's like those journeys didn't bring them closer because we didn't really get to see it. But even Mm -hmm. if you think in in it just like that, when she's dealing with Rock, she chooses to share that with Carrie first. Mm -hmm. Someone who's we talked in, about that. But like who, it's oh, really weird that they don't ever like bond as moms. Like someone who has made an intentional decision not to have children, which mm-hmm. is great and valid. I applaud Carrie for that and support that decision for anyone. 
but then why wouldn't you go to the one friend in the, your friend group that has a kid? Like, right? No one else we see her with. Go to LTW. Like, it just didn't make any sense other than, mm-hmm. of course, Carrie being the main character of this show. So I'd really like to see if next season... The, the, them to figure out how to bond those two, particularly, right? Because Brady's now in college. I mm-hmm. think Charlotte will be either deal. I think, I think Lily she'll be she'll be dealing with Lily's last year, maybe in school. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would just be nice to see those two try to bond over what even like the process of becoming an empty nester is. Like if we are going to continue and just like that, and I think we should. I think we need to tell more honest storylines of what getting older and being an older woman and mother looks like Mm -hmm. in an honest way. Like I'd love if actually next season, Charlotte's storyline is I'm trying to go back to work, right? Like we saw her, we saw her give up work to become a mom and, and wife or to, or to become a mother. She was already a wife. What if, like, she's feeling now there's more space in my life? I'm going to try to re-enter the art world. We mm-hmm. see kind of the truth of what Samantha said. Like, you don't leave, bitch, because a 20-year-old is going to be snipping at your heels. your spot. Yeah, exactly. Um, or, like, just any... And to see Miranda and Charlotte really have a conversation about what motherhood over the last 18 years has looked like for them. It's mm-hmm. almost like it didn't happen. Right. It's um, very different. And then it will give us a nice thing between the two of them. Because honestly, one of the best scenes of this goddamn show is the I choose my choice. And it would be nice to see them close the loop on that. Mm-hmm. I would love that. And I like to, to close with this. I also love the little, the moment where Carrie says it is a little lie. You have to tell yourself, like, our kids will be different. Yeah. All right. Well, now let's talk about um, you CB. know who. Aiden Shaw and CB. <laughs> How about you start this one? Okay. I'm looking at my notes here. And my my first note, it has nothing to do with Aiden. Good. It's just a little, it's just a little um a pattern I've noticed with Carrie. We've discussed on this podcast is that Carrie is the rudest fucking person in workout classes. And she's gotta cut it out. Okay, well, speaking of that workout she's class, so my, fucking rude. my first note is this is the most amount of black people we'll ever see on this show. <laughs> Yeah, I Charlotte's loved, taking an African dance class. Which at first thought I was like, what is going on? But then you know, like there was a New York Times piece about this specific class. And yeah. Charlotte's like, I have to go. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be so multicultural. Yeah. Charlotte. And then she called her artsy friend to go with her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, Carrie's so annoying in this episode. She's just manic. She's that manic. White, I have to say, though, go back and watch it, guys. That white woman at the front of the class is crushed. She is really <laughs> feeling it. She's putting feeling her it. whole Iggy Azalea into this class. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to appropriate this culture and that, trip to do it while you have Carrie, who's truly just bouncing around. Like, yeah, she's, she's fucking like, hocus pocus. Well, and she's giving these faux calls to Aiden. And um, Again, she really wants I to drive turned, on that pun. I would have turned to Charlotte. I would have turned to, if I was Charlotte, I would have turned to Carrie and been like, oh, ma'am, not, like, just, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. I'd be like, can you just shut the fuck up? This class is only 30 minutes long. Like, we'll talk about it after. Carrie is just always on one. And then when she tells the girls, I've had this moment with friends where they're like, oh, I just really miss him. I'm like, you do? It's well, been months. You've never brought it up. What are you fucking talking about? You saw him. He looked good. Move on with your life. 
Well, what I want to say, and that's the, I watched the episode briefly this morning, and I just think that the show, and I love this season, but I think that the show actually does a disservice in its storytelling to make it, to not have built up this missing of, like, I don't know how the story of Ray and the burgeoning friendship between Big and Carrie and Somehow her, means she misses Aiden. Aiden. Right, like, they did not lay the foundation no. for this. And so I would rather it actually have just been honest. Like, it, even going back now, right, like, there's something to be said for if we were all watching this originally and she said that and we were like, huh, I don't really see it. Like, a lot of times this happens with Grey's Anatomy. Like, a, something will happen later on in the season and you're, well, I should say early seasons of Grey's. Not no more. Right now. Shit show. <laughs> I was going to say. But like something will happen late. Like Christina will make a decision late in the season. And you're like, mm. that doesn't really make any sense. But upon multiple rewatches, you're like, ah, that moment there is when she started thinking right. about that. Or this is when she did it. There is no contextual. There's no textual, I should say, thing here that leads us to understand that she has missed Aiden has been thinking about him right. I don't know that she has even we have seen any kind of the only thing I could think is, is that maybe if you were to go back and watch the production designer is doing some work where slowly but surely the chair in the apartment is coming, is back, coming back but that would be very meta and I will go back and do that work and report back in the new year please over the and holiday season I really just think it's an on. I I just wish that she was more honest with herself, but I guess that's what makes Carrie relatable. Is like and you don't really miss him. You're just bored. Number one and number two, you saw him and he looked good. And I also be think honest. Num- I also think number three, and I was I meant to mention this in last week's episode, and I didn't. And I was actually interested to see in this episode, Aiden makes it a part of the story. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this has to do with mitigating guilt. Like, I do think a lot of us recircle back to relationships where we felt like maybe we did we something wrong. And we want to, like, correct. And it's just like, if I could do this mm-hmm. one more time, maybe it'll fail for another reason. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll work out. But that that would be the way of alleviating myself of the guilt of it. Mm-hmm. And I actually think in some ways that is truer. And I appreciated that the show had Aiden say it. Now, Carrie denied it, and I'm fine with that because it has it float out there as an idea. Mm -hmm. And then you have Carrie, who, you know, being self-unaware, by the way, is a trait many of us share. Yeah. Um, And I think it's true. And so I really am looking forward to watching this season or the, well, are they together for the rest of the season? Or is there a little of her single towards the end? She's single towards the end. Okay. Um, For the next several episodes, how the guilt and the fix and the need to fix it. Yeah, like she didn't like how it ended. So she feels like these tie, like it's not tied up in a bow the way that she wants. Right. She's like, I gotta jump back in. Yeah, right. Like the next episode is going to be the, you have to forgive me. You have to forgive me. You have to forgive me at the door. And then we get the reintroduction of Big, mm-hmm. like, and her trying, and why on God's green earth this woman would ever think that she could, like, I'm going to make this work. It's insane. <laughs> like, and, he's like, and, you cannot be friends with Big. And she's like, I can't do that. I'm like, what? But you wanted Aiden back. Like, you wanted that. and you Well, she didn't. You ch- Right. But you, she says that she did. 
but she that's cheated why. On... Right. <laughs> like, like... She's lying. <laughs> yeah, which is what makes this story so great. So, yeah, because I've think... done this before. I've never cheated on someone, but I did one time. I dated someone for a long time, for years. We broke. I was deeply unhappy. We broke up because I just like in like a like we were fighting and I was just like, I can't fucking do this anymore. And I like threw his wallet at him. I was like, just get the fuck away from me. And I felt so guilty about that after, even though that's really what I wanted. Like I did not want to be with him. I hated the way that it ended. So I pined and I crawled my way back to him and we got back together. And literally within a month we broke up again. Because I was like, you're right. I really don't want it. It's like, you know what it is? It's like when Marnie and Charlie break up and then she gets back with him and then she's like fucking him and she's like, wait, I can't do this. And he's like, what? It's like that to me. Well, they never get back together. They just have sex. No, but they, that she thinks that that's what she wants is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, And then she realizes she's like, actually... And then they, well, they do get back together at the end of season two. Um, and then season three, we get the Marnie I love, where she really loses her mind. Yeah. <laughs> My girly. Um, but the last thing, well, actually, it's not the last thing, because we've not talked about this storyline kind of at a micro level at all. But I think it's also what leads to the ambiguity and her wanting to get married. Like, she does not like this man. No. And, and I think that we all want this storyline to be something it isn't. Mm-hmm. We want Aiden to be something that he isn't. I, no, I don't. I actually don't know that that's true. Like the more <clears throat> kind of global viewership of this show, I think doesn't have a problem with who Aiden is. I do, okay. but I think the more global viewership of this show really likes, likes Aiden and him. loves okay. him. But they view they think that Carrie also cares for him as deeply as she did Big for Big, and that is just simply not the truth. And I think upon rewatching it, it is to make the case that this she likes something... Petrovsky more than Ada. Oh, for sure. I think she liked Berger, she liked Berger more than, than Ada. <laughs> I agree. I really, she thought Aiden was a good guy and she thinks Aiden he is was the, guy the you should be with. of Big. And so she's like, all right, then that's, that's yeah. what I need. He's a react. She's reaction dating. Yes. Wow, it's, um, it's really the, cut me it, deep. It's the, it's the great Lorelai Gilmore quote yeah. from sadly season seven. You are the man I want to want. Mm-hmm. but don't nobody want no Aiden not her specifically so now I have here the email she wrote him would you like me to read it to you please another big problem okay first of all bitch maybe not well maybe don't <laughs> in the first the See, big he's like problem. always on her mind <laughs> All right. Another big problem. I'm I'm surrounded by memories of you in my apartment on the street, the little Moroccan restaurant we ran into when it started pouring rain on us and you kissed me over the couscous. Rookie tactical mistake not to have a memory-free environment. Why did we have to go to so many places? Anyhow, I'm not holding out hope that you're going to change your mind about us. You probably have a new girlfriend now or several new girlfriends and I missed my window and I'll just have to live with that. I'm sure I'm sure you feel like you can't trust me with your heart, but please know that I never meant to hurt you and I would never do it again because I know now too little too late or better late than never that what we had was real and rare and special. And the way it feels to kiss you is the way I always want to feel. I hope you write me back, but if you don't, I understand. Just know that I'm thinking about you and that I miss you and that, oh, sorry, this is a little small and that I'm still sleeping on your shoulder when I close my eyes at night. 
the way that I have probably thought about sending a text like that is sick. But I could never. I mean, I think it's a beautiful email. It's beautiful. It's some of her best writing. Honestly, I was like, get this, Carrie, in the articles. <laughs> what is this? That's beautifully written. I know. And I, I kind of hate that it's just, I, I mean, someone had, some writer had to sit and write that. And that it's flashed on the screen for one second. <laughs> yeah, it was really beautiful. And he put it in trash. He deleted it instantly from Shoe Gal 98 or whatever like, the fuck her name was. What is this? Like, Shop Girl? Sh- well, I'm sure it was probably a reference to that. She's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Shoe Girl. So then she calls. I do love their phone call. I love whenever the writers are able to capture that kind of high wire act when you're on the phone with someone and mm-hmm. trying to achieve something, but you have no clue of where they are in mm-hmm. terms of the emotional landscape. And mm-hmm. so she's like, did you get my email? Uh, um, oh, you deleted it. What did it say? Oh, just, you know, welcome. And um <laughs> He's like, okay. Like, then she, he's like, this bitch is fucking nuts. I did appreciate it. kept cutting to him like, what the fuck is going on? Some of his best acting. Truly. Yeah. And then she presents this cockamamie idea of going out with Stephen Miranda. Oh my god. I was like, why? Why would you do that to your friend? Why? Like, truly just be like, hey, could we grab a cup of coffee? Honestly, grab a drink. Why are you groping Miranda? Poor Miranda. Groping her? What? Did you say groping her? No, I said roping. Okay. Roping Miranda into this Groping whole... Miranda, left and right. <laughs> groping Miranda into this whole charade. But then the dinner is super awkward. The only person who's having a good time is Steve. Miranda just wants to eat some fucking flan and go home. She's like, please, I don't want to do this. She's a good friend. But then... And this is where I struggle with Aiden, because I do think there is something kind mm-hmm. about reaching your arm out and saying, like, hey, calm down. Nope. But there is also, like, you have to understand how people are going to take things. Yeah. But, you know, a man who says, you want to go to the country, will I? Is not really thinking, <laughs> like, on multiple levels. No. He's not emotionally intelligent, this man. Um, but if an ex, if I was out with an ex who I still had like a feeling for, reached for my hand like that, I would be like, "We're getting married. We're getting married." What are you well, talking about? You're in love. And with I guess me. that is where you're Carrie. Yeah, like I, that's the thing. Like I, because I think I would have taken it how I meant it to. I no, like, I would have been like, to "Shut up." <laughs> no, 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 no. I looked at him, and in that moment, I was like, "Wow, he loves her. He wants her back." But the walk home is even more awkward. Oh my god, she. And what I will say, and I will give Crary brownie points for this, for someone who's a writer and has gotten into her head and said a lot of bullshit that didn't make no sense, like when she and Big were outside and she was like, I just want someone to stand still with me. And I was like, what? He's like, what? And he's like, fine, I'll stand still with you. And she's like, and now we're monogamous. It's like, no. like Mm-mm. He literally thinks you're just standing <laughs> She here is incredibly demonstrative and true with her feelings. I want to get back with you. She's honest. Maybe too honest. And he's like, uh, I'm good, love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, that's psychotic. I'm good, beloved. (laughs) Like, that's psychotic. He's like, what? Like, why are you saying that? Like, 
he's like, you broke my heart into a million well, pieces. Well, no, now. he doesn't say that yet. He doesn't say, no, but that's what he's thinking right now. No, I am. Um, and then but, when you try to kiss her? That is where I'm like, again, this is Aiden being weird. Like he, this is why I think it, I do think the show gives you enough to make sense of why he comes back at the end. Like the touching of the hand, the awkward kiss, like he is still clearly trying to connect with this woman. Mm-hmm. But then she goes back and we get one of my favorite Carrie moments. When men attempt bold gestures, it's generally considered romantic. When women do it, it's often considered desperate or psycho. I was hoping to prove I was neither. Hey again, you. You haven't been out here since I went up, have you? No, no. No, 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 no. I went home. And you came back? (sighs) Yeah, I came back. See, I, I... I think, no, I feel fairly certain that there is still something between us. I had a nice time tonight with you. I did, but I just want to, I want to leave it at that. Well, can I come up and and talk to you for a few minutes? I don't think that's a good idea. Because of what might happen? Because it's... Not a good time. Look, I know that you're probably scared, and I would be too, but it's different now. Things are different. I'm, I'm different. In, fa- in fact, wait a second. In fact, cigarettes, gone. Seriously, all bad habits, gone. This is a, a whole new thing because I have, I miss you, and I've missed you. And it's not just because you look so good, and you do, and you should know that. But I lie in bed at night, and I think about us, and I think about you holding me, and... You broke my heart! Powerful. Powerful. Then she scampers away like a wet rat. She's so mortified. She is mortified. Well, first and foremost, we should say that that has become like internet fodder. That little thing about um, when men do grand gestures, oh, women romantic, right. yeah, women are seen as nuts. Um, and look, she does look crazy. Yeah, you're throwing rocks at someone's window. It's fucking weird. But also, if also, I'm not sure what a I grand think... gesture that is. <laughs> right, you're you're waking him up in the middle of the night. You're not sending him flowers. Right, this isn't big buying you the most gorgeous apart- penthouse apartment anywhere right. ever seen. That's, That's a, a romantic gesture. gesture. Right. This is just unhinged behavior. And Miranda tried to tell her, was like, do not go over there. I love when he's like, you haven't been out here since I went to bed, right? <laughs> and she's like, no. I, and he's like, you came back? <laughs> he's <so laughs> like, so scared. Both, both of them are like, no, like both of those decisions were absolutely unhinged. Yeah, he's like, I don't love this but i just think she's so i really do appreciate the kind of open-heartedness carrie is giving this kind of bout of retrying she's as raw. i said it's not it's not mixed in a lot of monologues and nonsense no, she's straight up metaphors. like i want to be with you but then we get one of the my least favorite cinematic things i've ever seen on sex in the city which is aiden showing up and it going into this slow-mo and oh she's wearing God. a robe that's a like kimono. billowing behind her in the most dramatic that he comes in and picks her. i'm like this is not what they thought this was giving this isn't giving what they thought it was giving it was not giving 
I was like, this is dumb. And at first I thought this was the end of the episode. And I was like, this is really fucking weird. <laughs> I did too. Wait, I thought that too. I was like, oh, this is like, ending I, on a weird note. And I thought it was just poorly shot, not sexy or romantic. It just was like, and I did have to say he looked great when he was putting his shirt back on. Oh, John Corbett came back looking. And he's never not shirtless in this. It's like he was he was given the mandate to get mm-hmm. fit. And he was like, and I'm going to be shirtless. No, like, and I want the listeners to know, like, he was given that mandate. And actually. That he had to come back fit as fuck. And yeah. And, hair. and I appreciate, though, that they make <laughs> textual how gross he was. Like, the Charlotte's like, he is fat and he had turquoise jewelry on get him out of here just bringing that up she was like is the turquoise gone like she was so disgusted by it him it was like he's perfect but he's fat and he got turquoise on i was like charlotte can you cool it what? yeah tur- who are you made <laughs> and the belly i was like okay I was like, his be- I was like charlotte his belly was not the problem yeah trust me it was the the hand rings <laughs> the tunics the tunics um the low cut the hair the boot-cut low-rise jeans. Yeah, it was all upsetting. All he of it. He looked like Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Honestly, every outfit he wore would have looked fabulous on Cameron Diaz. <laughs> hey, let's wrap this up and get the hell out of here. I need to have lunch. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So then the next day, there he is, knick-knocking at the window with his own rocks and fucking Pete. And she's like, oh, don't move. And so she runs down and Aiden is back. Back. We're back. We're back. I, what are we going to uh, say? Yeah, he's back. I don't know. Some of my favorite episodes are coming up, though, because yes. I find them to be the some of the funniest. I don't like this man. Um, what did you <laughs> think of the fashion in this episode? I love Charlotte's little black dress that she wears when uh, Samantha gives Miranda the nipples. I thought actually they all looked great. And I thought it was a mm-hmm. real, I thought Samantha looked amazing. She's got this red, red top on yeah. and then a like leopard skirt. And I thought it was classic Patricia Field because she's got these star earrings on that are nuts. Then four bangles on her hands. It's just like, just throw it all on her. Yeah. But I loved Charlotte and Mer- Carrie are wearing black. And then on the other side, the two others are in red. Mm-hmm. I just thought they all looked good as a foursome mm-hmm. um but the one piece of fashion i couldn't stop thinking about was aiden's white shirt with that pattern on with it the flowers <laughs> with the embroidered white flowers on because, it because remember last week when i said he was um performing and we were going to see him slowly devolve back into who he was yes it was not one week later that they were like so he was in a crisp white shirt last week let's put him in a white shirt this week with crazy shit on it and we're gonna slowly keep making him look crazier <laughs> they do <laughs> they do next thing you know he's gonna be in a jogger and a gray stained t-shirt up and suffering talking to a squirrel <laughs> that's my friend you are going to be literally on unhinged when we get to those episodes the only other note that I had is I loved when they're revealing the apartment Charlotte is wearing this kind of mint green monochromatic top and skirt mm-hmm. And looked beautiful. Yeah. So in terms of the men, we had Warren Dreyfus, Marathon Man, Aiden, Trey, Steve, and Cliff Watson, who was the father of the two three kids. Definitely not him. <laughs> He's I'm a lot go with Warren. 
Honestly, I'm going with Marathon Man. His ass really made me laugh. He got a juicy ass. Just squatting that ass right into frame. Yeah. What would you give this out of 10? Honestly, a 7. I'd give it a 7.5. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not bad, but it's also not great. Yeah, it's not amazing. I wish there was a little bit more from I or it's, I actually don't have a problem with the Miranda and Char, the Miranda and Samantha storylines. Mm-hmm. I just wish they were a bit funnier. Just a just just amp it up a bit. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss season four, episode seven, Time and Punishment. It'll either be that or the Family Stone. Although, no, we've learned from you people. You don't want additive. You don't want, you want additive, not in replacement of. Yeah, we learned that. The Family Stone will be bonus if we get to it. Yeah, which we will. Don't worry. You're going to get your episode seven. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and listen. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and frankly, listen to show. <laughs> we hope you're listening. And review shortcomings wherever mm-hmm. you are listening to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at CLewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram. And you've got a new crown oh, regal yeah. podcast. Yeah. So with Betches, I'm doing a Crown Jewels podcast with Lex Nico. She's amazing. We talk about all the news, the documentaries, the books, the scandals. So if you're watching Harry and Meghan like I'm not, go over there and listen to that. It's fun. It's great. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.